you asked earlier about, you know, what changed with your relationship after you got married, I would say that going the Airstream was really the Yeah, I'm sure there's change. like before yeah. Airstream and yes. after Airstream. Before Airstream and there's after. There's personal space and then there's not yeah. personal yeah. I'm I'm someone who like, I need me time. And uh, we're in like 27 feet of space. And I don't know if you can see this, but Jake's 6'5". He's a football player. He's kind of a big guy. So he takes up a lot of room in here. And That's a really like sly fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Are you ready? I'm ready. Love or work. Is anyone listening? No, don't put that on the air. These two people are really, really funny. This one made me cry. World Series champion. Around the entire world. NBA All-Star. We hope you love this interview as much as we did. Love or work. Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. This is a uh, late night edition for us. <laughs> Jeff's, uh, Jeff's all thrown off because we did this recording late at night instead of morning. I'm an early morning riser. You're a very morning person. Yes. And I'm a... You just sleep. <laughs> Jeff thinks you I'm sleep in the morning, you sleep morning. at night, you sleep in the afternoon, you take naps. I used to be a night owl, not so much anymore. Yeah. I used to be, though. I was the night owl so out we, of us two. So we decided to do a late night, late night edition. Late night. By late night, it's, it's nine like o'clock. It's like nine people. o'clock. This is old man I, Jeff. Grandpa Jeff is Matt, past your bedtime. Matt over here, our producer, he's like, guys, this is the time I usually start. He's a DJ. <laughs> On the weekends, and this is like, but for me, I love the early Grandpa mornings. Jeff. Grandpa Jeff's having a hard time right now. <laughs> I did drink a little coffee. I know, I know. I tried to bring the morning to the night. Okay, I like that, I like that. Let's get to it, though. All right, so today, we have great guests today, Jake and Jess Ekstrom. Um, Jess started Headbands of Hope, which is an organization that... Um, just makes these awesome, creative, cool headbands. And for every headband sold, one is donated to a child with cancer. Yeah, and these two, uh, it's they're like kindred spirits to us. Yes. Because they called us literally. We were on the internet. They were in their Airstream, which this whole adventure began in an Airstream. I know. It brought it back so many memories. took us way back. Way I, back to the backing up and it was one of those conversations it's like when you're sitting in an airstream you can't fake it no like you you got to be real it's it's very close yeah so it was cool it's all real when you get (laughs) that tight and close for that how tall did you say he is like six, six four, six, six four. He was a he was a football player in college a football coach and he's in this 27 foot airstream good lord Talk about back tiny the days. house. I know. But we also want to talk about her book. Yeah, she it's wrote a awesome. book called Chasing the Bright Side. And it's um kind of, I mean, it's a book about optimism. She says, uh, embrace optimism, activate your purpose, and write your own story. Yeah, just came to our event this past summer for plywood and probably one of my fa- one of my favorite speakers that came. She is an incredible communicator, um, incredible yeah, storyteller. Yeah. And so you uh, need to get her book because her stories go through the whole book and it's yeah. so fun. And then also look up Headbands of Hope 
and check out these cute headbands and get yourself one and get your kids ones. Yeah, our daughter Jada wears it every day. She they're yeah, so soft and, and I cozy. told Justice, I I I told this when I saw her when when Jada found out that her headbands are in the Justice store, she flipped out. <laughs> That's what a nine-year-old girl will do for you right there. <laughs> All right, so here we have Jake. Wait. What? Wait. Oh my gosh. You don't. It's. I'm I trying mean, to just go past you. <laughs> I mean, I know it's late, and you're trying to move on now that you're a morning person. Oh. But I want you to be listening to three things. Listening for three things. Yes. The first thing, bang bang shrimp. That's a good one. The second thing, <laughs> hit a bunch of pillows. And the third thing, yes, optimism can be trained. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what her book is about. Don't you're gonna Oops. give it away? Hang on. Sorry, you're killing me. I just first of all, you try to cut me out of the segment. You. you just try to cut me out. Secondly, you try to go to bed. Thirdly, oh. you try to explain one of my things. You're supposed to just leave it out there. It's and like I a hook. also try not to wake up early. Babe, it's a hook that the <laughs> audience is just—they're on the edge of their seats when they hear my three <laughs> just things. Just ruining it. Yeah. Let's just get to it. Jake and Jess Ekstrom. Jake claims he passed me a pencil in class. I haven't used a pencil since 1995, so I don't think that was the case. <laughs> but we had this big lecture class together at North Carolina State University. And I had, it, there was like 300 people in the class, but I had seen him, you know, I think you'd seen me. Definitely saw her. Definitely saw me. <laughs> and, uh, but we never talked to each other because, you know, we were too cool. Um, and then I, Jake played on the football team. I was working in recruiting where I would, um, take families and potential recruits to the games, answer questions, things like that. Just kind of show them the university. So we had this big upset against university of Maryland. It was like this crazy comeback. And so I said, I'm going to take my recruits down to the locker room after the game. So they can see like the team come in after like a big win. And uh, so I take them down there and then the team's like running in like, and I see Jake like running in with the team. He's like, girl from comm class. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Big high five. Yeah. And her knees just buckled. She was like, oh my gosh. Like he knows who I am. No, no, I knew, I knew who she was. I was trying to play it cool. And uh, yeah, it it was, it ended up working out. So, yeah. yeah. So that's how we met. <laughs> so since college. Yes. Yeah. Since college. And yep. so we've been together s- seven years. I've uh, been married for like three years now. So we yeah. really have all the answers, you know? Yeah. I know. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the young love. The young yeah, love. Definitely young love. Under five. How, how still have, young love. How long have you guys been together? 17 years we've been married. Wow. So wow. we're that's old. All- we're old, old married. Yeah, you're not. No, old but married. You're not that's, that's that's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wait, well, hang on. So, Wait. three years married. Yes. I want to hear what what you have learned about marriage in the first three years. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I can tell you one thing that people always told us. You know, it's the the same thing a lot of people probably hear it's oh marriage changes everything right yeah it's like oh now you gotta deal with finances you gotta deal with living together and we kind of 
broke the rules where we did all this beforehand, where we kind of shared bank accounts. And like, once we moved in together and we lived together for about two years, you know, living in sin, but like, you know, <laughs> we're not, it wasn't like that. And, uh, um, you know, it was, it, nothing changed when we got married. It was, it's, it's great. You know, it just, it was, it was a piece of paper that we got to sign and we got to tell everybody that we loved each other and have a big party in front of all our friends and family. And that was awesome. But in terms of relationship, nothing. We already, yeah. We were already we were there. Yeah. We were already there. Yeah. yeah. One thing that we did do because, you know, we were already kind of, uh, like Jake said, practicing being married, I guess, before being married, but, um, we ended up getting our dog, but here's what happened. I said to Jake, <laughs> I was like, you know, when we get married. I either need a dog or a kid. And he said, what breed of dog should we get <laughs> when we get married? <laughs> so I, <laughs> Uh, so we got a dog and, uh, that was like two weeks after we got married and then having something that, I mean, we don't have kids yet, but having something that was, um, we were both responsible for that. We both, uh, loved that we had this like joint effort in, I think really, um, changed our relationship, which is kind of crazy to say, but yeah, I'm, I am glad that we definitely, I, I, she had a dog growing up. I did not have a dog. And I, she says this all the time and she, and, and I'll attest to this. If it was a choice between her, the dog hanging off a cliff, like <laughs> it, it would be, be a really hard decision. <laughs> <laughs> At this point. Yeah. Like on the record, I'm going to say probably her, but we both know that might not be <laughs> the case. Oh. <laughs> this depends, on, it depends on the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So do you, do you guys recommend that? Do you recommend, uh, kind of living together, trying things out together, I mean, do you think, like, I'm sure you've met both, right? And had friends right. yeah, that do both. What do you think? For us, it worked. We're both very logical people. You know, I run a business. Jake is very, um, like, right brain. That's the logical one, right? Yes. Left. Right. I think it's left. Left. Is it left? Yeah. Okay. Whichever brain is, like, numbers Logic. driven. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I don't have it. <laughs> um. And so with, with that, we both were like very practical in a sense of, is this going to work? Do we have the same, um, kind of financial, you know, mindset? Do we, um, like the way that we live, is that, you know, comprehensive? And so for us, it worked, but then I've also had friends who they waited together, they waited till they got married to start living together. And, um, they learned those things, uh, you know, already, already yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's to, to each their own. I think it's just mostly about communication. Like from the beginning, me and Jess were like, yeah, like we're going to talk about, because I would, I had relationships in the past where like people didn't really, we didn't talk to each other a lot of times about like hard topics. And mm -hmm. when I first started dating here, we were best friends. So, so what we skipped over in the beginning was we, you know, I said, Hey girl from comp class, what's up. And then we were friends for almost a year. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just a relationship right off the bat. So we really got to know each other. Um, she forced me to like walk up this massive hill on campus after <laughs> class every day. And if you know me, I'm not a walker and I'm definitely not a walker uphill. And so <laughs> I did it. I did it because I want to get to know her, not be out of the, you know, didn't actually want to do that. Um, but no, so it, it, it really, it's mostly, in my opinion, it's more about communication and being okay. 
are we on the same page? And we, for us, that just meant, okay, yeah, that means living together because we're saving money. We're, you know, with each other all the time anyways. Um, and it was nice to be able to, to see each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that um hill walking up the hill i'm like is this the analogy of like gonna be your um, marriage and your life like totally you dragging him up the i didn't know if we were there yet you know we could totally yeah. make it an analogy the writer in me wants to make everything an analogy. i know that's like where my brain went immediately i'm like and this jake and i's uh guilty pleasure is um he's gonna kill me for saying this but is like watching the bachelor bachelorette series it's again. not though it's, it's our bird. guilty pleasure okay. it's your it's guilty pleasure yeah. it's a love every, show every time they do something like bungee jumping or like oh we're gonna make a cake together they're always like well isn't love kind of like bungee jumping <laughs> or isn't making a cake kind of like our relationship and so i have to make i you gotta do the analogy. Uh, she's good at those. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so wait, you guys are calling us right now from an airstream. Yes. And yeah. so and you're living out of an airstream for how long? Yeah, tell us a story about how did this come about? So uh we were at a bonefish grill. Um this was back in like uh I don't know, about a year, year. We had a gift card. Yeah, we had a gift card from our <laughs> wedding, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah we were eating some uh bang bang shrimp and uh you know <laughs> we were talking <laughs> and uh we were just talking and her parents um actually when we moved in together they had sold their company um sold their house and had bought an rv uh, not an airstream but a, a, a class crv and decided they wanted to travel the country. And they've been doing that for five years. They uh, just became park rangers, which I think is the cutest thing ever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is the yeah. best. Like their little badges and their, oh, you know, their khakis. Awesome. And yeah, but I would go and visit them, um, you know, when they're out in their RV. And I thought it was just the coolest thing to be able to travel and see different places, but then have the familiarity of your own home yeah. every night. Yeah. And yeah. So I was on the road a lot anyway for my company and for speaking um, that we had a few glasses of wine one night. We were like, wouldn't it be great when we retired if we hit the road? And then we're like, you know, we are not even close to retiring. <laughs> so that's going to be a long time. <laughs> what if there was a way that we could do that now? Um, because Jake and I were already spending so much time apart with me traveling um, so one thing led to another, and I think I reached out to Airstream just on a whim to see if they did any, you know, partnerships with going to the children's hospitals with us. There was going to be a lot of cool stuff that we would be doing, you know, book tour and got on a call with them. And now we're Airstream ambassadors and we've been on the road, uh, for six. Yeah. Since eight, since five, April 1st, we five, left. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so we're planning on doing it. Um, probably around this time next year is probably when we're going to be wrapping up, but we wanted two full summers was our goal, but you know, that's not to say that we, after January, we say, all right, well, we're done with this. And then we go back home or maybe we say, you know, we're going to live in this forever. You know, who knows? But you, like you asked earlier about, you know, what changed with your relationship after you got married, I would say that going the Airstream was really the Yeah, I'm sure there's like before yeah. Airstream and yes. after Airstream. Before Airstream and There's after. personal space and then there's not yeah. personal yeah. space. Yeah. I'm, I'm someone who like 
I need me time. And uh, we're in like 27 feet of space. And I don't know if you can see this, but Jake's six, five, he's a football player. He's kind of a big guy. So he takes up a lot of room in here. And that's a really like sly fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be like, you know what, babe? I really just need some alone time. Can you move like two feet to the left and close the curtain? <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's so all you would, get. That's all you yeah, get. Yeah, it works out great. Yeah, we can still talk. I still talk to her through like the partition. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the Airstream, what besides yeah losing all your personal space what has this taught you is this something yeah what are your lessons learning so far in this experience because love so, is like an airstream it's crowded and it's just like silver you never know which yeah. way you're gonna go yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no i mean i think one thing that I, we kind of talked about this beforehand, what we wanted to like accomplish, you know, outside of work, just like personal goals, things we wanted to do on this trip, because we're going to be in a new environment. And something that I really struggled with through most of my life was just kind of like figuring it out, especially being in sports and football and like corporate America. There's always like a structure, you know, structure. There's yeah. a playbook. There's, you know, the company policies, there's like set ways to do things. And there isn't that with an airstream. Now, there's a lot of different blogs and things like that, but a lot of stuff you just have to figure out on your own. And that's something that Jess is really, really good at, um, but something that I was terrible at. Um, you know, not for lack of, um, this sounds arrogant, but not for lack of like intelligence. Like I, I could do it if I want to. I just never thought that I would, I never needed to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was, a, it was a lot of fun for me to try to challenge myself to say, all right, well, the sink's broken. Like, I'm not going to call a maintenance or a service guy, like I'm going to Google it and I'm going to go to the store and figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and she did that. I mean, that's how she built her company. It was just, you know, she found something that was wrong and she fixed it, but that's not the way that I live my life. And so it's something that's something that I've really tried to learn and grow with on the trip. There was this pillow that I saw that I feel like I should get. And it was like, I'm sorry for what I said to you when we were backing up the Airstream. <laughs> oh, yes. Because there's like, the, I'm sure you guys oh, dealt know. with it when you're on your trip. When you're backing up into a spot, you know, you have one person directing and the other person, you know, steering. And there's so much pressure and communication, uh, tight spaces. And, and people are like waiting on you. Like, oh, like, that's you know, the other most other stressful. Campers, the whole campground is judging you. Like, they're all watching you. you. Center stage. <laughs> or at least that's, that's how it feels. Yeah. At least. yeah. And then it's also and you're like, sweating. Are you going to snap at each other? We do it with people too. Like, I'll like kind of make a bowl of popcorn and watch a couple like back up in their, their RV. And I'm like, oh, who's going to snap? Who's going to do it? And uh, so learning like how to communicate with each other and be direct without being offensive you know mm -hmm. was something that uh like expressing our needs um with each other was something that we learned in the in the airstream um and i think we also like being in such close proximity and being together all the time because that was the other thing is like we're mm. in these car rides together you know we uh are together a lot and so learning what the other person needs sometimes um, is something that we've discovered. Like Jake has discovered with me 
one of the things that I need is uh, for him to do things that might lessen my burden. Um, whether that's like he has gone ahead and made the reservations for the week or he has, um, you know, given our dog this, his heartworm medicine or something, you know. And so that's really something that's helpful for me. And um, for him, you know, just like taking moments where, because it, it has been kind of hard sometimes with me um, working on my business and uh, kind of being very active right now in my work and him taking this time as more he's working, helping me with my company, but also taking time to reflect like on himself and what he wants to do next. Um, and I remember, and so really like trying to take time and enjoy this experience for him. But I remember, and I don't, we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh, Here we go. We were uh, at, in this um, random town. I think it was like Arco, Idaho, a couple months ago. And I had a bunch of things that I had to do. And like the one thing in this town was this um, museum. It was like the first nuclear reactor. The, the first uh, nuclear reactor on American soil. So it was like oh. 1955. It powered a town. At, for like seven minutes and at the end of seven minutes it was also the first nuclear meltdown on american soil yeah <laughs> oh boy wow and, yeah. um so there was like these tours that were at three o'clock each day for this nuclear reactor we were only there one day and uh he said do you want to go do this tour and i was like you know i have a lot of work i have to do why don't you go do it without me uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep working he said okay that's fine and then, uh, right, like at like 2.45, right, he was about to leave. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do this tour with you. Like everything else can wait. And I remember your reaction. You were like, thank you so much for doing this tour with me. And I didn't know how much it meant to you that mm -hmm. I stopped what I was doing to go do why we're doing this trip. And so sometimes uh, he... Mm -hmm reminds me of that um and really helps me live in the moment so yeah that's good so um change the topic a little bit i mean we could talk about airstream stories all day <laughs> we have a lot of uh, we have a massive dent in the side that's another story oh, but let's no. we know when you when you were talking about uh backing it up i was thinking i remember this conversation we had this has nothing to do with this whole conversation but when we were like is it a drive-through parking spot? Like if you, you know when, when you can just drive in and out in one loop, that's the greatest parking oh, RV scenario. The right? It saves <laughs> like we want to have dinner together after that. Yeah, you know? yeah. We want to yeah. talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I just remember the sweating. I would just get so sweaty oh, yeah. with the yeah. back. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. I'll like be making up hand signals sometimes. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. All right, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have a, I don't know. I think I'm hitting on something that could be, I, I hope you guys are interested in talking about this, but Jess, you talk a lot about your story of building this business. Mm -hmm. um, and in the midst of it, even in your book coming out, you're talking about living a purposeful life mm -hmm. and teaching other people a little bit how to do that. A lot of people ask you a lot of questions with that. Right. And yeah. so on one hand, I'm like, I'd love for you to give, you know, some, some feedback to people that are listening, like, man, they might be sitting and, um, trying to figure out if what they're currently doing is what they're made to do. You know, I think there's a lot of people through that tension, but then the flip side is like, 
it sounds like this part of your season in life for Jake, like you're wrestling with that purposeful side for yourself, you know? So how does that come out in your marriage also? Uh, where it's like, you could be on stage and talk about, okay, here's how to find your purpose. So then your person closest to you is wrestling a little bit through that. And really, you know, how does that play out in a very personal way? Well, we have an interesting, um, like an interesting take because Jake and I met in college when my idea was formed. And so he's really been along for the ride um, of all of this from like the seed of an idea, like from packaging orders in my dorm room to now being on QVC and being this, you know, million dollar company. And it's like, he's been along um, for that ride. And I think like a lot of the stories that I tell of how I was able to just chase this dream have been because of the comfort I've felt with him there. And I think that that's not something that um, I get into a lot because uh, it's always about like what you're doing, you know, what's your story? How did you build this company? And I think like the, comfort I found in leaping was because I knew that he was my net Hmm. and I had I I even before we were married it was like um I knew that no matter what happened in my business good or bad if I had him at the end of the day it it was all fine Hmm. and there's been moments where that has happened where it's been a really rough day and um you just come home and it's just never that bad um so I feel like Jake plays such a big part of my story with Headbands of Hope and the risks I was able to take and the things I was able to overcome uh but he's not on the homepage wearing headbands he's more in the background (laughs) not for lack of trying (laughs) (laughs) we need a man band or something is that what's next Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I mean, like when when I got done playing football, I coached for two years as a graduate assistant and made was like fourteen thousand dollars a year (laughs) and worked. I'm not exaggerating. Worked over a hundred hours a week, and it was I'd get get home after she was asleep, and I'd I'd go to work before she woke up for seven months out of the year. Right. And you know that was me kind of chasing my dream and realizing, you know, hey, this lifestyle just isn't what I want anymore. Right. Yeah. Um. And then. You know, so I worked at a software company in Raleigh for a few years and it was great because I got benefits and I got stable pay and all this. And then she could, because of that, then she could take more risks, right? Yeah. You know, she could say, okay, well, instead of taking, you know, X salary um, out of the company, I don't have to take any and I can invest it back in the company and try to yeah. get three X in a year, you know, right? Um, you know, whatever that is. And so that's, um, I, I honestly never, we never really we talked about it, but we never really like thought about it in that way. It's interesting that you just kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, with yeah. that. So, well, we talk we, about, we yeah. talk about it personally for us because there's, there's um, a turn taking that. Yeah. There was seasons where when we launched, when I launched ply, well, actually when Andre was at medical school, I was, I had a job, I paid the bills and then she got out of medical school and had a, you know, a great position with insurance, we're still on her insurance 10 years later, you know, like, and it's like, I can't, I can't afford insurance. that's going to be better than what she has as a medical professional, you know? So we, we sure. kind of talk about it as, you know, there's these seasons where one person took priority and was, I liked how you explained it so perfectly. Like 
there was a safety net that happened in one of the roles and then it gave freedom for the other person to explore some new things. And that was cool. And and it's kind of, it's kind of like that right now, just because, you know, I had the more of a stable job, you know, her job is always stable, but it's a lot more risk when you have your own business, right. Or you're where, you know, you're not going to get hired back at the same place 10 years in a row. Right. It's not, it's not that type of sustainable income. And then now um, it is, it has, slowed down is the wrong word it's it's picked up way more for her but there's just a lot more there's a lot more things coming into um, her the business side of her life right now yeah and so i'm able to kind of figure out okay what do i want to do now and then also get to travel with her and see the country and you know do fun things um for her business and help her out any way i can now jake just seems like an eternal optimist is that fair (laughs) to say yeah, she's an expert on it. She wrote a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it. So is there times you guys mentioned this earlier, like you guys are like, um, you know, he's the practical one or, you know, I'm the dreamer or whatever. You may explain it differently, but like, are there times where you're like, all right, Jess, your optimism is outweighing the reality of the situation. Like, how do you deal with those moments uh, when you, you know, in the reality of, of relationship and business yeah. and all that? Yeah. I mean, I think you can, you can be, you're always going to have doubts, right? I mean, that's just being a human, right? You can be an expert on anything you want, but you're always going to like kind of question maybe what you're doing. Is it the right thing to do, especially with outside influences and things like that? Um, But But I would say, hold on, I'm sorry to interrupt. Ah. I would say Jake is more of the optimist and Jake is more of a natural optimist, whereas I have to work at it. Uh, Okay. He is so positive um and and such so level-headed in a way that he prioritizes what's important in life and uh, the one of the reasons why i wrote chasing the bright side as a book about optimism was because it wasn't something that was supernatural for me it was something i had to train um so a lot of the practices of the book actually came from things that come really natural to him Hmm. So, um, I would argue he's, he's definitely, a seasoned optimist as well. Yeah. And, and the thing that I, I mean, me and Jess, we always try to focus on this because naturally she's a little bit more, um, emotional, not in like a negative way, but just, she, she really puts her heart and soul into a lot of things. And I'm, I, I'm good at separating that in terms of I can think logically about even if I'm really, really upset in a situation, I can think logically about that. Honestly, sports and and coaching taught me that because if you're coaching on a sideline and and something goes terribly wrong on the field and you want to scream and curse and yell, you have to move on to the next play. You literally have to call the next play. (laughs) Otherwise, your players just be standing on the field. He would tell me things about work. I'm like, he said, what? I'm going to call his mother. (laughs) And I would get so lit up and uh, that he, yeah, it was just just such a natural part for him. But I think like we both learn from each other in that because I, I feel a lot in my work. It's so connected to where my, I don't see work as work. I see it as a service Mm -hmm. and, um, so I am so like emotionally invested in the outcomes. Whereas Jake, you know, he can separate things, but then sometimes, you know, when we talk about this, it makes, because of the separation, it, he sometimes has trouble finding what is it that is going to really light him up and mm-hmm. um, not 
not be passive. Hmm. And so I think he helps me sometimes separate myself from the outcome. And I help him like, we're currently helping him try to navigate like, what is that thing that um, makes you feel like connected to that, you know, getting up in the morning and, and going for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I can imagine also just doing your work too. I mean, we, we were talking about the optimism, but yet you're met with like really difficult circumstances constantly, just like with so many kids with cancer and their families. And how does that like play a role with your relationship, but also just you, like, you know, you said you had to work at being optimistic, but then yet you're always in situations that you know, it can be really difficult for families. Yeah. I think that, um, one of the things that I've, I feel that I've learned, um, with experiencing the tough times and it's something that I talk about is that tough times give us a choice. It's Mm -hmm. the excuse to do less or the reason to do more. And I feel like headbands of hope and this company that I've created is my reason to do more And so when I cope, like with something hard, my way of coping is what more can I do? Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, Jake will let me, he gives me permission to pause in that Mm. because I'm such a active, like I'm such a doer. I'm like, what can I do to fix this? What Mm -hmm. can I do to heal this? So something didn't go my way and it was a press opportunity and I wanted to go do all these things, call all these people, like fix it. And Jake got all these pillows and he put them up and he said, before you do all that, you want to just stand here and hit these pillows for a second? And I was like, <laughs> there's that football coach right there. No, I have things to do. I have to do this. And he goes, why don't you just like, sit with your emotions for a second and just let yourself be upset and just hit the crap out of these pillows with me. And <laughs> That's awesome. I did. And it did actually help a lot. And I took up boxing classes shortly after, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I actually did. But I was like, that felt good. Um, but I think with the hard times, I tend to, to move and Jake helps me really stop absorb process and it's okay to you know sit in it for a bit Mm, that's good because i've in in my experience like if you go and do something right away like you're not dealing with it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you know you're you're letting it you're saying i'll put that to the side because it's not going away if you put it to the side and you just go do something else to occupy your mind it's like no this is in front of you right now deal with it accept it and then make a plan of action or get over it Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that's way easier said than done. There's a lot of really difficult things out there. And, you know, I feel like I've lived a pretty blessed life where I haven't had to deal with a lot of extremely hard things. But at the same time, I think just being able to take a second, breathe, and then then logically be able to figure it out without emotion is is really, really important. That's good level headed thinking. That's something that (laughs) I need. I need to invest in pillows. Yeah, or boxing classes for me, obviously. But sometimes, like with uh, Jake's advice, like he's so level-headed to where I'm like, I don't need a coach right now. <laughs> I need someone to tell me, like, poor you, like this. Empathy. Let's talk about it. 
yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't need a strategy. Like, no game is <laughs> necessary. <laughs> Debatable, but yeah. I get where she's coming from. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So the other question I have is if you are constantly on the road, and then also with all the travel you're doing, Jess, right now, um, what is community like? What is home like? Like what? What? What is? How does? How does that work for you guys? I'm sure that that is difficult. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, home right now is an RV park um, right next to LAX, um, overlooking the beach, um, and so it's really, at least for me, home is where. Jess and Ollie, our dog is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that changed. And I feel like that's, you know, definitely different than a lot of people in terms of, we don't have an address. We have a PO box in Denver, North Carolina, um, mm-hmm. a town of, you know, 500 people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the only address that we have. And so community for me, cause I haven't traveled too much. I've been with, I've been in the airstream every, every day since April 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she's probably been here, what do you say, 80% of the time, yeah. 70, maybe 70% of the time. Um, and so for me, it has been tough. You know, I, I, I would definitely say it's funny. We took an introvert extrovert test the other day with her sister <laughs> yeah. and I'm like the most extroverted you could be like, I just like, they're like, well, do you interrupt people? I'm like, yeah. Like if I, you know, like <laughs> of totally, course. of course, like, you know, and she is, can be that, but she's introverted naturally, where it takes a lot of out of her to do that, where I'm energized by people. And so the community side of things, it has been a struggle. Um, but it's also showed me who's most important in life, right? Like we ha- I, some of my best friends have come out to visit and like those are the people that are super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously Jess is here and, and our family, but all the people that are just kind of on the that were maybe on the fringe before that you that you hung out with but didn't really have too much in common with you don't really talk to them anymore it's just your focus yeah Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of zoom in on the people and the things that are most we've also met new people i mean yeah and doing this and like meeting people on the road and um just i i feel like sometimes i don't know the more clear you become about the things that you want to do and that interest you uh, the more you find yourself making those collision points with other people doing the same thing. So mm. like, even I was saying to you, Jeff, I think when I went and spoke at plywood that I had been, you know, out of the game for a little bit because I'd been in the airstream and kind of plucked away from my community and then coming and speaking at plywood where it was all these makers and doers doing what I was doing, like really filled my cup. And so uh, it, it's hard being plucked away from that familiarity, but being mobile also gives us the opportunity to find so many other different communities that we maybe never would have had we stayed in one place. So when the Airstream thing's done, have you figured out where you want to live? I'm curious because yeah. you're, you're, you're visiting the most beautiful places, I know. Right? I look it's at like, your Instagram yeah. and I'm like, ah, yeah. I want to be with you. Open, yeah, we've been open-minded of like, Oh, if we come across someplace we really love and we'll do that. But we, we originally, we departed from Raleigh and um, I think it just speaks volumes to like community because we've been in some of the most beautiful places, but none of it overpowers the like community that we felt at home. Yeah. And we talked about before we left, we were like, we should be open-minded in terms of like, 
Raleigh's great, but like I want to be proven not not wrong about that. I want to be proven otherwise that we could live somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And that same qualities that we that we like about Raleigh that it's clean, it's it's safe, it's growing, it's young, it's it's a lot of energy. Um, and there have been places like that, but they're also you know five times the cost of living of Raleigh. <laughs> so we're like, well, you know, we're like, oh, this is great. Let's fill up our gas tank. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, most likely be going back to Raleigh after this. But we've um, we want to be able to continue to stay mobile. You know, in other ways, maybe we get a smaller camper and just keep being able to no, explore. Gotta get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now, a lot of my job is being public and like being out on the road yeah. and doing speaking. And um, so, and that's also what like fills my cup and uh, mm. gives, makes me feel like I'm spreading my value. And so uh, that's a conversation that that we definitely definitely have yeah and with that you don't get benefits you know yeah. <laughs> it's like so how do you yeah. do with that like you know if we yeah. get if we get pregnant it's like it's a lot of doctor's visits out yeah. of pocket There's like, a lot you know, of shit like yeah, yeah so it, no that's that's what everybody our whole community is struggling really? with and yeah that's why we started this. That's kind of just, it's all those tensions, right? Of yeah. like love and, even, and work. In the beginning for us, I mean, I don't know if you want me to say this or not so you can strike it, but um, when he was... That's when, a great way to yeah, start it. When, when he was uh, <laughs> uh, playing football, I my, my company was just starting, um, or no, he was coaching football. My company was just starting and I uh, would go with him to some of the coaches' parties, things, you know, as his plus one. And um, one of the coaches came up to me and was like, you need to be home more for um, your, you know, for, I don't know if we were even married at that point, but it was like, um, I need to be the person that's home supporting him. Gotta in make this those hard- meals. Yeah, in this hard <laughs> career that he's gonna have and it was just like eye-opening to me that some people still um thought like that and 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 lived like that and one of the things that I love to love about Jake is that he's never assumed that of me or thought that of me or like you know bestowed that responsibility like upon me I think that it's also one of the reasons why you know you left the yeah. coaching is because there was that that um precedent that was set yeah. of like y- you the wives are there to serve their husbands and to be know? fair she does make a much better dinner than yeah <laughs> yeah we don't really want him cooking but yeah well we say the same thing but he bakes better than i do so i'm yeah. like oh, he makes man, like a mean cake like... and you know like good yeah. baking so that's awesome there's nothing you guys are probably debating that we haven't had knockdown drag out fights. Yeah. yeah. We so. we we've we've had some of those as well. Like uh even can I just say what our fight was this morning about I don't even kind remember. Of, so. kind of, um there's like a bike path right here. Oh okay. And <laughs> 
I was like, I'm going to go for a bike ride and I'm going to work out on this bike ride. This is going to be like my moment of the day where I'm like <laughs> going full speed, I'm biking. And like a few minutes before I leave, I'm like, Jake, if you want to come for this bike ride, you can, but ready or not, like I'm going on this bike ride. So he's like, okay, I'm going to come on this bike ride. So we get on the path and I like put my headphones in. I just start going. And then like 15 minutes later, he catches up and he's like sweating. He's like, why don't you go the normal speed of a normal human? And I was like, we're not going for a leisurely bike ride. Like you do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. We'll see you at the RV. <laughs> like, yeah, I like slammed on the brakes and turned around. I was like, screw you. I'm yeah, not here. <laughs> doing this. I'm like, I'm biking. It's like a mom going to buy her stroller, like covering the ears of her kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> But like one of those things where we just like needed a moment. Where we were like, yeah. just. And then I went, so I, I went back past the campground the other way. I won't go for like 30, 40 minutes and I'm coming back and she comes, she's like, hey. We both knew how stupid it was. So we're like, we're just, we're just going to just keep moving yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really affected me. I didn't even know what you're referencing. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, this leads us to our last question. We ask everyone that is on our podcast and, um, and I think you guys are living, living this tension out right now. And, uh, so we ask everyone, is it possible uh, to be living out your purpose and stay in love and raise a healthy family? And I know for you and your fa- your family right now includes a dog, right? And and yeah. I'm guessing someday. They count. They raise count. Them right, you know? yeah. they count. And you're on the front end of, of your yeah. story. But um, I'm curious what each of you individually think about that question. And I'd uh, love for you to each give us your answer. Um, I think... I think, yes. Um, you know, I think it's a lot about, you know, priorities, right? I mean, there's, I always bring it back to football, but there with there was a lot of good lessons that we have in these team meetings and it'd be, you can choose, you can choose three, right. Between family, friends, football, school, right. Those are, those are the, those are the four. You can only choose three if you want to be successful. So you had to get your, take your, take your social life with well, friends is too strong for social life out. And you had to focus on your family, your football and whatever the, I forgot. School. The, academics at school. school. Yeah. I, obviously I cared a lot about Don't no, forget that part. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's, it's just, it's a matter of priority where if you have a, a, a purpose and weren't we listening to the Pete Carroll podcast mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. where he was talking about um, uh, armchair expert, um, um, Dex Shepard, they were, they were talking about, um, that, you know, like all these people that have like this extreme purpose in, in life that's, you know, very well known, didn't have a great family life, mm-hmm. um, that they didn't, that they, they, their purpose wasn't about family. It was more about this higher, this higher being or this higher, whatever they had to go do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I, I call BS on that. I think, I think it's, it's more about priorities. If you, if you truly, one of your priorities is family. You can, you can make that work and you can do whatever you need to do. If it's, if it's, you know, helping kids with, with cancer, then, then you can go do that too. Um, and whatever that is for me, my number one focus right now is family. Um, so that's Jess and my dog, Ollie. Um, <laughs> and, and, it, and it, that keeps it simple, but Jess is stretched a lot more thin. And she, I think she does a great job at, at both of those. 
Hmm. Yeah. I think um, being able to do both, I haven't been tested. We haven't been tested uh, with kids in the mix yet. We hope to one day. Um, But I think, you know, for me, so much of my work with Headbands of Hope and my purpose um, is about connection and um, leaving your mark. And I feel like Jake is so much a part of that. Um, He, I think being, you know, for me, being an entrepreneur and feeling like I'm painting my own destiny, if you will, um, Jake, I I feel like if it's necessary for us to have a healthy relationship that he feels equally invested in that. And so although he might not be the, have an official title at the company, like my love and work is very much in like the same thread uh, for me, mm-hmm. at least um, right now. And it's uh, been really great to to have him along for this journey for yeah. sure. And, and we have talked about this before. I think it's going to be interesting when we do have kids, right? Because I mean, I can't, I, my youngest sibling was two years younger than me. I didn't grow up with, you know, kids when I was an adult or anything like that. Um, and her job involves a lot of traveling and you know, if you're pregnant, it's, you can't get on planes for the last three months or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever it is. And so it's like, okay, it, it's definitely going to shift. Right. Um, maybe in terms of her, her role in her career, at least for, for a short amount of time. And so it's going to be interesting to see um, how that plays out. And it's something that's, you know, I'm excited to, to go through with her. And now it's time for the breakdown. The breakdown. The breakdown. What you I got? I really like them. Yeah, it was great. Jake is funny. Yeah, it, I think it was their first interview they ever did. They did together, say that. Their first ones which together. Which is kind of fun. That is fun. Um, well, what resonated with me, obviously, is Jake's um, just level-headedness and his kind of ying to her yang and telling her to kind of stop and absorb and process like I'm a feeler like she is in a lot of ways and so and I feel very deeply and passionately and can kind of let that carry me away sometimes and so I love when he was just like you need to hit these pillows first and yeah let a little bit of that out and then let's go into the next thing I, I need a little bit of that in my life yeah. <laughs> and I agree. I mean, I, 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 while they were talking, I was on Amazon buying more pillows. I, um, no, I'm just kidding. I thought it was actually a really cool story. Um, I loved it. And I was, uh, I really connected with this idea that Jess was talking about of finding comfort mm-hmm. in her partner. Yeah. And like for me, I think, you know, in the entrepreneurial spirit, in that space, we're always risking, we're risking things Mm -hmm. and we need, we're like, we're holding on, looking for someplace to find comfort. She used comfort. I had never thought about it as that word, but I, I totally resonated with it. Like a space for someone that's really close to us to kind of be reasonably encouraging. 
Yeah. I mean, I love her phrase. She said um, that she could leap because he was her net. That's beautiful. Beautiful. She should be a writer. Oh, she Wait, is. she is. <laughs> By her book. Uh, that's so funny. No, I, I thought that was beautiful. I also love that she said, I see work as a service. I think that was really interesting. Um, as she interacts with all these different kids all over the nation. They've they've served, I think it's like 50,000 kids or something. I mean, like numerous kids. They show up in these children's hospitals mm-hmm. and bring this headband and just... Um, and just encourage the kids that are going through pretty hard, hard yeah, situations. Yeah, they help them make feel beautiful yeah. with their cute bald heads, yeah. and then they do a lot of times they like do it yourself headbands where the kids are a part of making them too. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a really encouraging and beautiful story. I, and they're in this airstream. I'm thinking they're still pretty newlyweds to, hmm. to an extent. Yeah, I was thinking talking Young about the I, yeah talking about the idea of leaving and cleaving. Do you think that I'm curious? Do you think that's an important role, um, in 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 finding connection in relationship? I've never asked you this. Yeah, I think it was kind of part of our story for, too. Totally it was important part for us too when we left and moved to a place where really nobody knew us, and we had to kind of make our way, and we also had to make our way as a couple together. Yep, which. For, you know, we hadn't done that before in a different place, you know, and they're, they are all over in different places, but really you are stuck in a 27 foot airstream with one other person. And Ollie, their dog. Yeah. But I think, I think it could be really good for relationships to have a time where instead of making decisions as a person, you have to, you're forced to figure out life together. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're living that today, and I'm glad we got to spend some time with them tonight. Yes, yes, it was really good. So buy her book, Chasing the Bright Side, and then check out Headbands of Hope and buy some of these cute headbands because I'm, like, looking them up right now, purchasing a couple more for Jada and myself. We're going to be twinsies. Really? Yeah, I found some cute twinsies once. Oh, maybe that'll catch on for Christmas. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. That's another episode of Love or Work. We will see you next week. This episode was produced by DJ Obdiggy for Soul Graffiti Productions.